the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, out here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, on the porch and watching the breeze go by. It's a little different than yesterday. Um, Lots of live oak leaves falling. Yeah, it sounded like rain. Yeah. Um, in our house, we were, we were sitting outside, and it was dark. So you couldn't see, and all of a sudden you heard, and I thought, is it raining? Or when you're on the highway, the uh, all the pickup trucks that have been sitting in the driveway. Are, I was going to say, yeah, that's, <laughs> sadly, that, that's me, because I park under a live oak. So oh, yeah. pretty much from the house to Millburgers, there's a, if I have to follow the breadcrumbs home, I'm okay. I've got the leaves <laughs> that I can follow all the way home. I'm amazed at how fast those leaves decompose. You know, my red oak in the backyard dropped all its leaves. They're gone. Yeah, the wind blew them away. <laughs> They're gone. They de- I guess they decomposed. Uh, and you know what's weird? Because <laughs> I've been by your house. The neighbor that doesn't even have a red oak tree, he's got, it's like, like they've grown up on his lawn. Yeah. I don't understand that. Oh, they haven't decomposed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they have. Those can't be yours. <laughs> but a- actually, the red oak leaves that f- f- uh, fell in the winter have decomposed oh, pretty, yeah. pretty much already. I, um, I ran the mower over them oh, about three weeks ago, and that, that was the last. See, that's step. what happened to much. Just without the mower. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> mine, mine, mine don't leave the yard. I've got these hedges all the way around. So oh, okay. I might, I maybe should make a little trail for him. <laughs> all right, 210-308-8867. It's obvious that a lot of folks now are thinking about gardening because Millburgers is packed with people. So, um, and Trace will be up here, I think, in moments. And They'll the tell other, us what's coming up at the nursery and what they've got. And the exciting thing is that there's no lines at the checkout because there's no. uh, four, you know, four more uh, checkout lines. Now, the new remodeling that they've done at Millburgers. So yeah, they've added uh, a number of lines. Uh, so uh, um, in the past, you might have seen a long line of people waiting to check out with uh, just two registers, and now they've got it so it flows uh, much smoother and uh, it's uh, it's a quicker experience. Grace, you want to tell us what's coming up? 
Praise to we we don't have any uh, ch- uh, trumpet creepers yet. Uh, not trumpet creeper. Uh, uh, angel trumpets yet. Uh, uh, there's about two or three that we had left from last year. They, they killed yep. down or don't protect they, they are alive and they're green. They just haven't grown much because it's not hot. Yeah. Uh, I do have some Detura coming in. Okay. So it'll be the uh, yeah. devil's trumpet. Yeah. Le- uh, You've kind of taken away my plant of the weekend for next week, but okay. <laughs> uh, those are coming in. Well, a, uh, a lady came on. She, 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 her angel trumpet. Uh, Die down, of course, in the cold. Yeah, it'll be back once it's once it's. Uh, that's what I told but, uh, her. So I do have some devil's trumpet coming probably on the Thursday or Friday. You call it devil's trumpet? Well, the detour. Yes, it's the, the, oh, the, the other the, way. Oh, the detour. Okay, I, I was thinking angel trumpet. So, uh, but they shouldn't be too far down the road. So uh, they were all detour a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep changing the names of everything. Well, Trace, um, it's always kind of exciting to have you on Sunday because you've put your orders in and plenty, of, <laughs> plenty of tomatoes. Oh, good, and tycoon on on top of that. So we will have yeah, some, we're gonna have some gallon can tycoons. As wow, well. we that's got great. A pretty good selection of six packs and still some four and a half inch in stock right now. So yeah, uh, we definitely have your tycoons and we do have more coming. And uh, Valley Cant and the four and a half inch, I noticed for sure, looking really good. Um, well, if you're looking for a nemato- nematode resistant, and the 1823s and 444s, celebrities they were in the uh, six packs. They they are. There'll be some four and a half inch and gallon cans coming. Coming. That's good. And, and so, Millburger is always uh, does two things uh, about tomatoes. They always have a uh, wide variety of tomatoes, and they're tomatoes that are chosen. To do well in this area, so well, you, you, you mentioned that, uh, and there's a little there's section over there on heirlooms, and the one there's about five or six varieties, but the one I noticed was the Cherokee Purple. Yeah, that was almost, one. almost. Uh, You're gonna do an heirloom. Oh. That's one to do. Yeah, that that one does does really well in our area for an heirloom. Did you get any in 968? And uh, 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 do we have? Do you there's have a, there's, a, there's a few, and then there's a, a bunch of four and a half inch coming oh, Tuesday-ish, yeah, Wednesday-ish. Good, good. I noticed that the Ruby Crush, there were four and a half inches, but there I didn't see the B. It was like two flats this morning. Huh? Uh, there was two flats of Ruby Crush and four and a half yeah, inches this morning. Yeah, and there's a few still there. So That did well for people last year, I think. I think so. And Calvin, yeah, we got, did good for Calvin. Too. We've had good reports on the Ruby Crush. Yeah, yeah, I like I like it. It's a different. It's a you know rarely that you you can have a distinctive taste difference. Yeah, in tomato uh, between chin. Ruby Crush and BHN 968. Ruby Crush is a little sweeter. BHN 968 is a to my to my taste buds anyway is a little more tart, and both of them are wonderful. I think you're right. Yeah, you know, great, you know. Great for uh, you, you can your salads would be distinctly different if you used the two two varieties and both of them are attractive fruit too yeah. and very productive. But anyway, that and that, that uh, cherry cherry uh, ruby crush. Uh, we put we put some in a greenhouse uh, this fall late in fall this fall. 
And uh, we, we say that's a semi-determinant plant. Those, those plants in the greenhouse are six or eight feet tall. Really? They're yeah. taller. My, my feet, garden and the fall feet. garden, they didn't get uh, very big. Yeah, but, uh, you know, they haven't frozen back, so uh, and they've been well fertilized. And so uh, I think I saw they those can get big. When I was out there looking at poinsettias, they weren't quite that big, but I could tell they were, yeah. were going to be nice. Yeah. So anyway, so, that's... Uh, wh- so, Milton, if we get... That's okay. What's that? If we get Jerry har- harassing people that let the uh, let their heirloom tomatoes grow to seven, eight feet tall, we'll have, a, have to remind him that he's got ruby crushes in there that are... <laughs> oh, and he, that's and right. He, and he carried them through the winter, even. That's another one you did. Well, they were in a greenhouse, yeah. So what else is coming in? Uh, well, uh, well, exciting for me, yes. Yeah. Um, we're going to experiment with a new citrus vendor. Oh, okay. Since, uh, all the regulations have kind of done away with a lot of the normal citrus growers. So um, right. we're going to, uh, it's going to be about two weeks before we can start getting uh, getting them in, but we're going to be dealing with uh, Becknell and Sons. Yeah. And they are the ones that picked up the... Uh, Arctic frost and orange frost, orange but frost. they're telling me it's going to be probably a year and a half out before there's enough of them before we can get them back in on a regular basis. Okay. Um, so. Well, Laurie didn't lose them. That's it's, important. It's, thing. it's it's exciting to me. I'm not sure if it's exciting to everybody else, but uh, I'm happy about it. Yeah, they're a good grower. They they have good quality products. We do have a, a rose shipment scheduled to come in this week. Good deal. Uh, and then the bulk of them the following. And uh, I, I mean, uh, I didn't state correctly yesterday. I, I thought that uh, my uh, Mrs. Dudley Cross weren't, but they're they're loaded with blooms. Mrs. Dudley Cross and the uh, pink, uh, uh, Carefree Beauty Pink, the Katie Road are both are kind of the dominant so, blooming right now. We do have a good selection yeah. of antique roses, including metabolis. I did see some Belinda's Dream over there. They're on the smaller side, but we oh, do good. have some. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we should be fairly well stocked up on roses with uh, coming in soon, as well as what's already here. So drift roses, there's a few, there's a handful. handful. Um, let's see if I can get a few more this week. Yeah. How are you stocked for rosarians? You imagine they'll come in in a couple of weeks? I should be on your uh, should be on your schedule there. Yeah, it is. There you go. Uh, it's uh, the rosarians are the anniversary celebration is happening at Millburgers. And uh, the Rosarians will be here on the first part of that, which I'm going to stall for a second because I, I know that the last one, I think it's the 31st, is the last March day. March 24th. Okay, March there you go. So I should the, remember So the bulk that. of the roses should be in hopefully by... Uh, when When is it? Then? March? Or March 24th. March, March 24th, 24th is the uh, first Saturday of the anniversary celebration. It begins on the 21st. And Millburgers is presenting answers to your rose questions. Rosarians from the San Antonio Rose Society will be at Millburgers to talk to you about the roses in your landscape. Whether you're planting the first roses, your first roses, or you've had beautiful roses blooming in your garden for years. And we'll have them clearly labeled. The, the Rosarians? Rosarians? Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> Now, it's not like in the old days. Oh, do we have yeah. antique rosarians as well as hybrid uh, they all Some antique. of them. <laughs> uh, oh, I shouldn't. That was, you, we that was, can, a, we that can, that was a leading question. <laughs> Sorry, rosarians. I didn't know what I was saying. 
We have Earthkind Rosarians, and uh, yeah. All right, so that's uh, coming up, and then Saw, Calvin, by the way. Saw's package is uh, oh really starting up. I believe uh, I believe they have access to it uh, already, and there's a, a new version. So they've made life a little simpler for them. Go to uh, their website, and uh, I can never remember that separate landscaping la- website they have. But if you just go to the to water conservation, SA Garden they'll, Style, they'll direct. Yes, SA Garden Style. So, so now it's my understanding that they are going to get they can get their coupon emailed to them. Wow. And then we do a few things on the They have to bring it in with their phone, and we do a few things and key in a, a, a redemption code. And so it sounds like the paper trail on their end is getting smaller. And is it? Is it? Uh, and it's garden style essay. The uh, okay. Trinity Glen Rose was talking about a parallel system. Is that come into place yet? Uh, I haven't seen anything on that, but they did something last year, uh, as well as uh, New Braunfels was doing something. Yeah, so uh, you can on, on that. But there, I think think their goal is to have it exactly the same as the sauce, so that you cross both the Trinity and the Edwards uh, Aquifer. You can. Uh, have that same kind of uh, landscape assistance and coupon program. Okay, then Calvin at the uh, end of the anniversary celebration will be doing uh, working with Mary and doing a, a children's gardening class, but this one's going to be on birds. March 31st. Yeah. And, um, Sign up now. That yeah. one will fill up quick. That one will fill up because That's there's a project. Neat. Y'all are doing something with gourds, right? Yeah. yeah she's, okay, so. uh, she's amazingly ambitious when it comes to gourds. i gotta, I got to verify, but I think she's planning on... Uh, Helping the kids finish, just finish everybody. They have a and Martin this, Gord. This, this one is not on our calendar yet, but uh, I just lined up a cooking with herb seminar. Oh, good! Oh. So it's not going to be till uh, October. Okay. But we're going to have a. This one's going to require a sign up, but uh, we're not ready for that yet. But uh, that way we can actually have. We're going to have a young lady out here, and she's going to cook with herbs, and we're going to feed people a little bit. Uh-huh. Yay! That'd be fun. We, I mean, uh, is there going to be food along with the herbs? Oh yeah, she's going to be cooking, <laughs> and we're going to be. You bet. It's going to be a full blown. Cool. Um, and then we have the. Certified uh, butterfly garden program yep, again. That's coming up in April. I believe so. Or is it May? Jerry, you got your Jerry, list. Jerry's looking at his. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, May May nineteenth. May nineteenth. Before that is the next other adult seminar, and that's Grass One Hundred and One. Turf Grass One Hundred and One, we, which is April seventh. We've got April people 7th. already clamoring for that one. Good. That's going to be a really really popular one. Uh, you get to learn everything you need to know about how to take care of your grass correctly. And David will be out here doing that one on uh, April 7th. Well, I had a, an interesting, uh, I had somebody on uh, send me an email saying, well, why didn't you tell us that we shouldn't fertilize this early? And I said, well. It's in the paper. A, well, I said, it's, <laughs> uh, that's kind of unusual to hear that because most people say I drive them crazy t- saying, wait, 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 yeah. wait. Um, so that's, that's, that's the, be, be patient if you can uh, because your, your nitrogen is, is more efficient. Uh, if you wait until you mow grass, real grass, twice, and a lot of, you, a lot of us 
me included, are seeing the the winter grassy weeds rather than oh, yeah. uh, yeah. rescue grass and annual bluegrass is uh, that greening up that you see looks really wonderful right now. <laughs> Keep it mowed and then, but it'll decline real quickly as soon as that heat starts. And then the San Augustine and other grasses will move in. And my bed straw is making a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was when I see it, then I start remembering all our little techniques. Another one that works pretty well, if you got a rake, a rake with the bed straw. Yeah, we'll, we'll pull that. String mower works pretty good, but it does tangle in a, in a string mower. But Jerry, Jerry used uh, what's the weed-free zone? Weed-free zone, and that. That's the it melts it down really quick. Oh yeah, that's, that's it is kind of it is kind of satisfying weed. I mean, overwhelming when you see it, but you start pulling it, you know, in a, this twenty-five foot circle can end up to be two bundles about yeah. eight inches stu- stuff. Just throw them in the compost pile. There you go. All right, cool, Trace. Anything else exciting going on? Well, I think we've covered just I about so. everything. There's new stuff coming in Whop. every day. You didn't cover the Whoppers. We do have Whoppers. They're on sale. Yeah. yeah. They're wonderful. All right. 210-308-8867. If you like the summer floor on um, uh, begonias and you just think, well, they're a little understated, well, try the Whopper. They look like the summer floor, and, but they're just... It's a the Texas size leaves are three there times as large. The flowers three times as large, and they and they've got almost the same uh, resistance to the heat. You, you, they do fine in the sun if you get them in there in early. And we still got a great selection in uh, two different leaf colors and two different bloom colors. <laughs> Yeah. And you got uh, Texas Mountain Laurels on sale too. We, we do. Uh, very very popular this time of I year. I was thinking yeah. while walking up here, and those those uh, those red buds y'all got back there are just they're solid spe- bloom, spectacular, from, aren't they? From the from the bottom to the top. My, my so, wife my wife doesn't know names of plants, so uh, <laughs> the mountain laurel is the the grape Kool Aid tree. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Because it smells she's, like red Kool-Aid. She's not wrong. No, she's not. Yeah, and uh, but those red buds, if if you're like I say, this is the time to to get your red bud, and, uh, and you can actually see the colors. We, we do you, have you've some. Got some different colors. We do. Yeah. We've got a weeping variety that's really cool looking. Oh, do and you? Have we, we've got some weeping Texas red buds? white buds. We've got some Mexican red buds. That one is, I like that one. Uh, that's also one that can grow in full sun. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, a yeah, yeah. little bit different shape leaf, not quite as big. Shiny and, leaf. Uh, yep. Shiny and uh, are the blooms different? They're a slight different color, uh-huh. but not oh. dramatically different. But the, the, the neat thing about red, more red bud yeah. is that you, you can swear, like my neighborhood, there's, not, there's no red buds in the neighborhood until this time of the year. There's actually six out there <laughs> blooming up a storm. You know. So does this indicate we're done with freezes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're done with freezes. I don't know. The, right. the wee sash isn't blooming. Yeah, what is it, though? The wee sash and, 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 and the pecans. And, and, right. and uh, the red oaks are, got, uh, do have blooms. 
So. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Okay, you've been waiting, waiting, waiting to buy your spring tomatoes. Well, now's the time to head on over to Millburgers because you're going to find them in the four and a half inch pot for just $1.99. And these are varieties that have been chosen because they do well in this area. For instance, you can get Celebrity, 444, Sweet Cherry, Valley Cat, and the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright and more at Millburgers right now, again, in the four and a half inch pot for just $1.99. Every week, people ask us about the Whopper begonia. When is the Whopper going to be here? We have the Whopper in the four and a half inch pot. Now, just two forty eight or ten for twenty dollars. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on geraniums or petunias and blue plumbago. This Texas superstar is on sale in the one gallon container for just four eighty eight. And how about mountain laurels? You see them blooming around town, aren't they gorgeous? You'll find them on sale in the five gallon container for just eighteen eighty eight at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. The following statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease. Do you want your thin hair to feel and look thicker? With Viviscal, the number one drug-free healthy hair supplement in the U.S., two little tablets is all it takes, guaranteed. Viviscal is clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And right now, a 90-day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area, risk-free plus free shipping. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within, and we guarantee you'll love your hair growth results. Viviscal is so effective, it's recommended by doctors. Here's what Dermot Dermatologist Dr. John Laura has to say about Viviscal. I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. It's so easy to try Viviscal. Call right now for a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call 800-335-6708. That's 800-335-6708. 800-335-6708. Sound asleep, the Coopers awoke to a strange sound. Honey, what's that noise? Is that a bat? Maybe it's a bird? Go look. You go look. Ah, it's our paint. It's peeling off of our house. If only they had hardy plank siding. Hi, I'm Frank Harder with Brightwing Custom Exteriors. If you're ready to add value and protect your home, plus save money, call Brightwing Custom Exteriors at James Hardy Preferred Remodeler. With our free no-obligation consultation, we'll come to you with new ideas and make your home new again. And as a one-stop shop when upgrading to Hardy Plank Siding, update your windows and doors. We'll even install new seamless gutters to protect your home. Find Brightwing Custom Exteriors at brightwingcustom.com. There you'll see satisfied stories from happy South Texans and view hundreds of photos of our work. 210-621-3745 or make an appointment online at brightwingcustom.com. When it's time to choose sides, choose Brightwing. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. We are in search of warriors. Warriors who serve the good and the light in the universe. In the movie A Wrinkle in Time, Meg Murray and her younger brother set off on a galaxy-spanning adventure in hopes of rescuing their dad and, you know, saving the universe. 
This film, based on a beloved children's book, can sometimes feel like a new-agey mishmash that zooms from scene to scene with barely any reason or narrative structure. And frankly, the filmmakers have left out all the best parts of the book. That said, it's a visually stunning pick with positive lessons about living with purpose and pushing against evil with loving choices. So I'll give A Wrinkle in Time a 3 out of 5 for family friendliness. Be sure to check out the full review at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Jay Groberson for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We're going to go right to the phone lines and talk to Lewis on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Lewis. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Good. Uh, I bought some of those rodeo tomatoes here at the local nursery here in Beeville, and they said they were semi-determinate. What exactly is a semi-determinate tomato? Uh, that means that they're almost determinate. <laughs> no, no kidding. Uh, they, they, <laughs> well, thanks for calling. We hey, can help calling. you. <laughs> uh, that means that uh, they're they're not uh, a determinate plant. Uh, uh, it stays small. It's Grow, smaller grows, growing. Grows to full size quickly. Yeah, and and, and terminates in a flower cluster, which which uh, meaning that the the new sh- it doesn't have any new shoots on it. The semi-determinate and indeterminate an indeterminate plant means that uh, you cannot determine where to stop growing. In other words, if you put it in a greenhouse. It'll continue to grow and grow and grow, elongate, and, and uh, like we're talking about. Semi, but uh, semi-determinate, uh, we, we could classify uh, celebrity as semi-determinate. And those uh, those plants that usually get about, oh, uh, uh, what, seven. Five, five to six or seven, six to seven feet tall. And then term, terminate in a flower cluster. So, so in practical terms, the reason we like determinate and semi-determinate is that they they get to their full size quickly, concentrate on setting, uh, producing fruit, rather than just continuing to grow foliage, and uh, like the uh, indeterminate do. Most most of the heirlooms are uh, indeterminate. In other words, uh, they grow to big, have big plants. Another characteristic of an indeterminate plant is uh, a tomato plant is that uh, the first bloom cluster is uh, seven leaves from the bottom, seven seven true leaves from the bottom is is where it has the first bloom cluster, and uh, whereas the the uh, the uh, the semi-determinate or determinate uh, start blooming almost on the first leaf, the first true leaf. So they. So did that confuse you sufficiently? Yeah, I'm thoroughly confused now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, anyway uh, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, uh, we've te- we've tested all those varieties, and uh, and one of the things that we we look at uh, take into account, and uh, that's true on this year's rodeo tomato too, Sunbright, uh, is that uh, it's got good foliage cover. 
uh, a lot of times uh, we re- we recommend heavy heavy rates of fertility for these uh, semi-determinate or, or slower sl- uh, not slower growing but uh, shorter growing plants. Uh, uh, heavy heavy fertility so that they will produce enough foliage to cover the fruit in the uh, in the spring and summer I mean and fall but uh, that that's why a lot of times uh, people that are kind of kind of shy about fer- using for fertilizer or want to do it uh, using organic uh, fertility rates uh don't don't have it near the success as far as large fruit and abundance of fruit as do those of us who use uh, the nineteen five nine slow release fertilizer in copious amounts or high high rates of, of uh, nitrogen fertilizer there the uh recommended varieties are really producing machines right right and so they they respond to and and they have to be uh short-term producing machines because it gets so hot in the summertime here that they just got to set their fruit before before mid-july or there it's they're not going to set any fruit right uh-oh Okay, but uh, don't don't worry about those terminology terms. I love them. Just just go ahead and use your uh, use your slow release fertilizers uh, at a ra- at a rate of about five five pounds per hundred square feet. Ten cups. Okay. Got it. I got it. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Lewis. Okay, thank Thanks you. You take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Did I tell him that was Rodeo Surprise? Oh, no. I don't I don't think we mentioned the surprise. No, you, 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 that, it's kind of a late to mention that. <laughs> when half the gardeners in the city already have it. I thing. wonder why he was interested in knowing what that meant. Well, just he just, was... Just growing his gardening, yeah. his gardening knowledge, and uh, well, kind of odd. And you see the two terms, and all of a sudden now you got this one that's, yeah, yeah it's kind of new. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> that sounds like a scam. <laughs> <laughs> all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You can tell the difference between a determinant, a true determinant, which we. A surefire is probably the closest to a sure, uh, true determinant that we've ever put on the market, because it it stays it's it's low it's uh, small growing you know it's a small plant. Uh, I, I, you, we used to think that uh, Ruby Crush was a determinant, and in fact I think it's quite classified as a determinant in the KC catalog. But uh, then when we put it in the greenhouse, it turned that to uh, indeterminate. So uh, it, oh, limbs are falling out of the trees, man. I saw not, that little, not a good sign, little guy. But uh, anyway, we were we were talking about a while ago about the um, 
about the weeds in the lawn, and they're, they're really taking off now. Of course, you don't want to be spraying uh, spraying it with wind, winds like this, but when the wind calms down, uh, we make the statement, uh, uh, our cabin does, and his dig in now uh, section in this week's paper that use your lawnmower and string trimmer, string, string mower to keep the winter weeds from setting seed. That's something we don't think about. And uh, the, the, the winter weeds that we try to control uh, are seed producing machines. And uh, that's why that's why we want to get rid of that uh, the the weeds before they set seed because they're literally they're they're set uh, they're dropping the seed that will germinate next next uh, fall or winter it'll lay winter. Um, they will try hard to set seed and then decline quickly as the weather warms. But uh, so you need to control them. People say, "Well, I'll just let them go through their life cycle." But when you do that, when you let them go through their life cycle without using um, a weed-free zone um, to kill them before they can make their seed, then, then you're going to have a, a bigger problem next year. Now, if you some of the grassy weeds, though, it's. Uh Basically, too late to use a yeah, too late, herbicide late, late to use control herbicide because they they the herbicides that are effective with them are re- relatively slow acting, and you really don't gain any time right. advantage because they're 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 working hard to produce seed now, and then they'll terminate quickly. So you spray them, they'll still be able to last long enough to to uh, produce the seed. That's why the mowing and string string mowing and the lawnmower is probably the most effective at this point. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. If you're outside of San Antonio, want to call us, 866-308-8867, the number to call. Well, we've been talking about how everything's blooming. Yeah. Have any, either of you or has any of, uh, people in our audience, do they have a, uh, a uh, uh, mountain laurel that's not blooming? Oh, some folks do. Yeah. You've seen some that's not yeah. blooming? I've seen the most obvious ones are the ones that used to be in full sun and now they're under... Oh, okay. And I got I got an oak tree or picture I'll have to show you in our neighborhood. So we have, did I show you that yesterday? No. We have have two of them side by side. They are almost touching each other. They're just in different yards. One is full. I mean, it it just solid bloom. Solid bloom. And the other one has like a couple on it. I'll show you the picture. It's so weird. Same age. I. Don't, that I don't They're the know. same height and same, same width. height, yeah. But so huh. so you'd immediately look to see if there was shade. Yeah. And then the other thing we uh, we um, have to note is that uh, some people cut the blooms <laughs> off as a scraggly. Oh, that's they think the string on there yeah. or something or some kind of growth pattern. And, and we've had some experience in the past where folks were uh, the really watered their uh, Texas Mountain Laurel or really fertilized it um, 
in some it appears that sometimes that'll interfere with the blooming it'll produce a lot more foliage but uh, won't necessarily bloom you a lot of times the key yeah. to encouraging bloom is to distress mm-hmm. distress them a little bit and uh, yeah especially texas mountain laurel i showed you that didn't i no yeah so one i mean they're just wow. side by side one they're definitely in the full sun aren't yeah they? it's just interesting but maybe it's fertilizer and well or age of the tree i, th- I think that the, the one that's not blooming is is younger than the one that's well, full they, bloom. they're uh all they're, they're individuals too they're seeded yeah that's how that they're seeded so they're right. not that's true same as the live oak good point good point so you but can, it must be frustrating to the owners of the one that's not blooming yeah going, what what did they do right what why isn't hers <laughs> but anyway all right so so keep going. I'm sorry. So there are some. But that anyway, the, there's several uh, people come up with that with reasons that they're not blooming. Uh, Luck of the draw. Yeah. Uh, some of it, but uh, usually, usually you can find that in kids. But those show the two Milton shows are uh, really uh, full sun. Obviously, full sun and uh, almost the same size and shape. Yeah. Uh, Neil, uh, Neil Spare a couple of weeks ago wrote about uh, uh, including cold, cold weather, cold winter weather, because they're side by side. Their years are side by side. Uh, I think Calvin got the best explanation, and that to the, their seedlings, seedlings. Yeah, selection. I think that's uh, because they. I don't. I'm pretty sure you can't root a mountain laurel. I don't, know, I don't think you can root a mountain yeah, laurel. It's, it's one of the few. At least, at least we. I've not been able to root a mountain laurel because uh, I know. I know a lot of times we have some uh, uh, white ones to show up. Yeah. White mountain laurels, and uh, if we could root them, we would be rooting that and selling it as a white mountain laurel. But I'm 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 pretty sure they're all grown from seed, which would, would give them a seedling variation. Uh, excessive shade, which Calvin mentioned, uh, too much rain, which we haven't had, too much nitrogen in the fall when they should have been starting to set flower bud. I don't think so, because well, we've got some in the back. It's pretty subtle. That that are in in uh, containers. Wow! Thank you. That are in containers and they're they're full bloom. And they're, they're, those containers are, are they're probably getting copious amounts. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Osmocote in the container and and fertilizer in the water. So I, I don't I don't go for that fertilizer section. And. Uh, and like I say, pruning, pruning. We were talking about the pruning of of the uh, uh, plants are a problem too. Yeah, if if you prune them in the fall or cut them back in the fall and remove some of those flower stock, what what will be flower buds? Hey, let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. 67. We got more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons live at Milberger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer.
it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Okay, you've been waiting, waiting, waiting to buy your spring tomatoes. Well, now's the time to head on over to Millburgers because you're going to find them in the four and a half inch pot for just a dollar ninety nine. And these are varieties that have been chosen because they do well in this area. For instance, you can get Celebrity 444, Sweet Cherry, Valley Cat, and the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright. And more at Millburgers right now, again, in the four-and-a-half-inch pot for just $1.99. Every week, people ask us about the Whopper Begonia. When is the Whopper going to be here? We have the Whopper in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, now just two forty-eight or 10 for $20. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on geraniums or petunias. And Blue Plum Bago, this Texas superstar, is on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. And how about mountain laurels? You see them blooming around town. Aren't they gorgeous? You'll find them on sale in the five-gallon container for just eighteen eighty-eight at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Investment advisory and insurance services are offered through Pax Financial Group. This is Larry Elder, and I'd like you to imagine transitioning into retirement knowing that you will not outlive your money, knowing that you'll have time to spend with your grandchildren, and knowing you'll end up leaving this world better than you found it. The team at Pax Financial Group knows retirement is more than just your investments. It is your life. And that is why Pax Financial Group uses a process called Pivot Retirement Planning that specifically focuses on helping us in middle America have an effective transition into the next chapter of life. Don't leave town. Retire right here in San Antonio. And with a final thought, I pivot to the CEO of Pax Financial Group, Daryl Lyons. When I was in D.C. and met with Larry, we both knew there aren't any breaks coming from Washington. We at Pax Financial Group do want to help you pivot like we have for so many. Call us today and learn more at PaxFinancialGroup.com. Pax Financial Group, investing in your life. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. We are in search of warriors. Warriors who serve the good and the light in the universe. In the movie A Wrinkle in Time, Meg Murray and her younger brother set off on a galaxy-spanning adventure in hopes of rescuing their dad and, you know, saving the universe. This film, based on a beloved children's book, can sometimes feel like a new-agey mishmash that zooms from scene to scene with barely any reason or narrative structure. And frankly, the filmmakers have left out all the best parts of the book. That said, it's a visually stunning pick with positive lessons about living with purpose and pushing against evil with loving choices. So I'll give A Wrinkle in Time a 3 out of 5 for family friendliness. Be sure to check out the full review at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Jake Roberson for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. All right, we always get questions about where to get soils or composts or mulches, where to get uh, rocks or uh, uh, the uh, paving stones, things like that. Well, try out Quality Organic Products. Todd Chisholm over there at Quality Organic Products on Lookout Road has built a great company for a couple reasons. One, the products they have are outstanding. They're the highest quality. They're at great prices, and uh, they uh, they've... Uh, 
tried and true. They've uh, they've experiment with them and get them to uh, to see what they do. So uh, Todd's always working on different stuff, and you'll find a great service out there too. So whether you need like a truckload, or you need a whole bunch delivered, or you just need a bag, uh, quality organic products can help you out. And I think you'll like them as soon as you get to know them and uh, go on over there. You'll notice uh, what a great job they do. These are the guys that uh, landscapers go to when they need products uh, and soils and compost and mulches. It's quality organic products right there on Lookout Road, just about a quarter mile um, outside of Loop 1604. You can call them, and uh, they'll be happy. Good place to uh, confer on aeration and top dressing. Yeah, I keep forgetting about the aeration. Yeah, uh, aeration. now's the time you want to do that. Yeah, they can help you with that. Yep. 651-0200, so 651-0200, or find them at qualityorganicproducts.com, qualityorganicproducts.com. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We were talking about uh, mountain laurel not blooming, but something that blooms even more sparsely than, than mountain laurel, the wisteria. And, um, oh, is that supposed to bloom? <laughs> Have you got any in your neighborhood that blooms? No, but I've got a huge, on uh, an arbor of that. Last, bloom, last huh? year bloomed really well. I haven't seen any action yet this year. Oh, okay. Maybe they're alternate bloomers. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just... Uh, I wonder if that uh, January freezes affected it. Usually, though, they're pretty invincible. Um, the possible causes of poor flower development uh, is uh, they they'll not tolerate they will tolerate a bit of afternoon shade, but their best bloom will always be when they're in, grown in full or nearly full sun. So, is your arbor in full sun? Definitely. Definitely in full Yeah. Time? Okay. Uh, uh, we talk about soil. They do do, do best in, uh, in in deep well drain and highly organic uh, organic soil. I don't think we're going to have that around no, here. No, definitely not. But uh, I always like to go to East Texas about this time of the year. Over there by Greg's and around Center and... Uh, uh, over in that area, where those those uh, wisterias are to the tops of those trees over there, and uh, and I'm talking about 20, 25 feet, even higher. <coughs> well, uh, heck, the Lady Banks Rolls will do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in our summer coral vine, right? Yeah, that that'll do. So a lot of those that are. Uh, Sun lovers will seek it out. What I always remember about the wisteria is, though, that they're they're savage on uh, 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 roofs and uh, oh, railings. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. When we, you, when... You, they'll they'll get so thick and yeah, they'll pick railings right up. Absolutely. Up, yeah, and the roof roofing. Gets pick, picked up, so you got to watch for them. You're going to keep them pruned and under control. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think if you're, I think it's probably a, a better East Texas plant than it is a plant for <laughs> us here. You mean because it can has wild spaces to climb? Yeah, and it just uh, the better soils. 
and it's a little more reliable bloomer yeah out there but you know we got our choices uh our other vines that uh what is your favorite uh butterfly vine, butterfly vine. and that's not nearly as a yeah easier <laughs> easy to control blooms all summer uh butterflies love it hummingbirds love it uh, wisteria they like but i mean what is it it's like a three-week bloomer yeah where the months. butterfly vines all summer yeah. long uh also pruning uh anytime you uh, trim you you want to trim your wisteria immediately after they flower if you want to cut them back yeah rub uh, up your chainsaw uh, well, <laughs> Uh, gives them the rest of the spring and summer to grow new stems on which the following year's flower buds will begin to form in September. Do not prune them from fall through that flowering time. Winter is a normal time for pruning woody plants, and many people make make that mistake to prune them in the winter. But you'll be cutting the flowers off if you do that. Um... And those are those are some of the main reasons that they won't bloom. Uh, and, and if you really get desperate, you can uh, try root pruning the plant in in early September when they're forming their buds to to slow the kind of slow the growth down. You use a sharpshooter spade to cut or or slit about 18 inches out from the trunk. That's even all the a, way around. Yeah, that's that's even effective in East Texas, uh, where you just uh, sometimes that's all it took to get the get the them wisteria to start full bloom. their first bloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah they want to grow foliage. Then you slow them down a little bit, and then they get into that blooming mode. Yeah. So that's that's pretty effective. By cutting the roots, uh, you may shock the plant into setting flower buds for the following spring. And they don't. It doesn't have to be a perfect. So you know, some people like plan the circle and make sure they got a measure that's going to be a eight inches deep. Just do the best you can. You're, all you're you're doing is trying just trying to stress it enough to kick it yeah. into bloom. Yeah. We got a question then from uh, New Braunfels that said, Years ago I transplanted a wisteria shoot from my childhood home near Stockdale. It greens out every year but only puts on one or two blooms or blo- blossoms. The, uh, the vine down home continues to bloom pro- prolifically over, a long, long, over the long abandoned house with no attention whatsoever. Any idea what we're doing wrong? And Forrest uh, wrote, wrote him back. Uh, he he looked in, in, into uh, uh, into the archives, our uh, plantanswers.com archive, archives, and said uh, reluctance of wisteria to bloom abundantly is usually due to lack of one or more of the following culture requirements: full sun. Good drainage and light fertilization in the fall, not spring. Hmm. Uh, another essential is annual pruning, which can be done by shortening the new shoots to five buds in the summer. In other words, you prune it almost like a grape. If a grafted uh, or cutting grown Chinese wisteria 
uh, refuses to flower in three three or four years after planting, or a Japanese wisteria is barren after about seven years, pruned heavily and fertilized with with a, a high phosphorus, well, and and fertilized, pruned pruned heavily and fertilized with a super super. We said we said a high phosphate fertilizer, but I don't I don't think that's necessary. I think just regular fertilizer will work, but. Uh, the main problem, main problem I've encountered with wisteria, is uh, is people that had them, they got tired of them, and like to say they took the roof off or, or were taking their shingles off or roof off, and and they're trying to cut them down, get rid of them. Well, you know when you cut out cut a wisteria down, you've got a, a thousand of them coming back from the root system. You know, Robert Pointy, the uh, CEO of the San Antonio Water System, that, that that's the issue he had. It was a couple of houses ago, but I went over there to, this was years ago, and I went over there to look at it, and uh, he was trying to get it under control, and that, that was serious. Trying to get the root sprouts under control? Well, and the... The roof was getting, pieces of the roof was getting lifted <laughs> up and it was tangled into his porch and everything. Yeah. Next thing I knew, he had sold the house. <laughs> oh, Lord. Moved on. And he's a good gardener, too, but he just, it was just a full-time job that uh, really, they're very difficult if you let them take, take charge. It's just yeah, like it, bamboo. Yeah. It's, it's better just to go ahead and cut them down. But yeah. the, the important thing to do, remember when you're doing the wisteria, or if you're having that sprouting problem, is to use that uh, once you make the cut immediately. Of course, you, you, usually with uh, wisteria, you'll have a pretty large uh, trunk, and you can drill holes in it and put, put that... Uh, uh, vine and stump killer. Yeah, cut vine and cut, stump killer. Cut vine and stump killer. I almost got it. Yeah, you were close. Cut vine and stump killer in there immediately. Uh, drill holes in in the uh, in the where it could it can hold the uh, the liquid and pour that liquid uh, full strength into that into those holes and fill them up. And you might you might, you might be able to even do that a couple of times where they uptake that uh, stuff that liquid. Yeah, I'm not. And that'll I kill, never, that'll I never do the, the drilled hole. You and you yeah, know, yeah. You can, I mean, you and Neil are into the drill, but but that you have to do it a couple times on a plant like wisteria. Yeah. But yeah you're right on the, that that really makes that wisteria management much easier than in the old days because it does have just a usually has the pretty distinctive trunks so if you're careful you'll cut and apply it it shouldn't take you too long to get it under control if you can get at the all those twisty new New shoots from the ground and yeah. under every. Well, the neat thing about that uh, vine killer, the stump grit, cut, cut vine, <laughs> cut vine and stump killer. There you go. Okay. Yeah, the neat thing about that is you don't have to have it right at the base. You know, I I, yeah. I did I did some uh, 
plants in Tennessee where they were coming out from under some shrubs and things like that. And so I just cut them wherever I could reach them. Yeah, and, and out of, uh, so they were out of danger and yeah, they didn't they didn't threaten the other plants. No, uh-uh. yeah, yeah, you're right. That is a, it's a pretty versatile, really a good uh, product, and relatively inexpensive too. Does the job, easy to use. Um, so. You ought to give it a give it a try if you got. Uh, well, you do, you definitely better give it a try if you if you're gonna get rid of wisteria. Yeah, you're no, gonna easy. Cut it down. The, the, the mulberries and hackberries and things like yeah, that are a lot yeah. easier. But yeah, but still, that's a, that's a always a tough job, and you end up doing it two or three times a year. But cuts down your uh, repeat need for repeat labor considerably if you can uh, apply it. Does that work on passion vine? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Big time. Butterfly. Any any vine or Okay. Butterflies may be after you if you take that passion vine. Well, it's killing, stopping everything else from blooming because it shades everything out. It kind of wraps around stuff. It's been going on for a while. (laughs) I I would. uh, You know where it starts. I mean, you. No, I don't know where it starts. Well, just treat all. Yeah, just all, have to cut all sections that you cut. Yeah, I've got a I've got a a passion vine that freezes back. It's a re, uh, yeah. Something. This one froze back, so I don't know where yeah, it is now. But so, I know that. Yeah, that that's much that's much more convenient. The butterflies like it nearly as well, but uh, it doesn't take over the whole yard either. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Got about a minute. I want to take a second to uh, thank everybody that came out to the uh, blood drive yesterday and donated blood. We'll find out the numbers in just a little while. Uh, remind you that uh, on the 24th of March, we have got the uh, the first weekend of the Millburgers anniversary celebration, and the San Antonio Rose Society will be here on that day, and they'll be just answering your rose questions. They kind of they'll set up a table, and you just come anytime uh, that they're here, and uh, they will answer your rose questions and help you. Uh, whether it's you know on planting the varieties or soils or it's real informal too. Yeah, you know, the good, you got all the roses, you know the blooms, and you can. Kind of discuss in detail with mm-hmm. them because there'll be four or five really knowledgeable people available. Uh, so it's a it's a good good time to really expand your uh, rose knowledge. Yep. And what did you say? The old fashioned did you or heirloom uh, rose there? So I didn't say that. No, well, we that must go, have been you. We got to go to a break. I We're going to come heard. back. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. We're live here at Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, where a lot of your gardening peers are out shopping. But we got to talk to Alan real quick. Uh, Alan, we lost you, so give us a call and be a part of the show. Uh, again, 210-308-8867. We honey, mad him, and we've lost him. We've lost him, yeah. All so, right. Alan, give us a call right back. You'll get right back on the line. Maybe. 
No, no, we'll, 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 be, we'll be nice down. Hey, if anybody out there has got a uh, Martin report, we'd appreciate it. Um, my situation, uh, about two weeks ago, three, uh, three pairs showed up, and I thought it was the, the beginning of the big rush. Last year I had 12 pairs, and I put new houses up since then. So I put everything up, and I still only have three pairs, and I haven't seen much activity. Uh, we had, didn't we have some? Now that's to, pairs of Martins or Sparrows? Martins, <laughs> lots of, <laughs> yeah, if I counted, if I counted Sparrows, that would be easier. But I, I you'd have you know, a full uh, house. Huh? Was it here? Did, did, did we get a call yesterday? Yeah, Ginger called. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She had hummingbirds and Martins. Yeah, and she had just so a second wave that showed up, so she was predicting that. That they weren't, they weren't far. That uh, all of us could expect more, and they weren't far behind. So, hope she, that's the case. She said they looked like they'd been in a hurricane. That's right. Yeah, that's right. She did. <laughs> they were, their feathers were. Yeah, frozen. It's been, they've been lost since the hurricane. They, they must be hungry. <laughs> the insects, flying insect situation, is not. Oh, we got to be pretty quick on a day like today to catch them flying yeah, insects. There you go. Yeah, a lot of gliding. It's coming back yeah. uphill. That's the tough part. Mm-hmm. Hey, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else you got there? Calvin, I'm disappointed in you. You haven't mentioned the grass burr and crabgrass control for now. For, it's not too late, is it? I don't think so. I, I, I always think of... Uh, Sand burrs. You may miss a little. You may miss some early germinators, but the darn things germinate over uh, months. That's why you have to apply it at least twice. So I would, I would, especially if I had a, a real problem with that, I'd go ahead and uh, apply even now. Especially if you lived in Wilson County yeah. or now, Sandy Bear County. Yeah, we have to keep reminding everybody. Though if you. Uh, you're going to do aeration and top dressing. Do that first. Don't don't apply your pre-emergent and then because that that uh, aeration and everything disrupts that seal that most yeah. of those herbicides uh, put put on the lawn. So it's not too late. And use uh, let's see, you you recommend uh, dimension and team. And uh, uh, maize. Maize. XL is the, just the larger quantity uh, yeah. version of the maize. Even there's a, remember we used to have a product here called the Crabgrass Preventer. Oh, uh, okay. That seemed to work for the. Yeah, that, that herbicide that you apply now will control grass burrs and crabgrass. Yeah. Those are the two big summer weeds. Yeah. And sandbirds are sandbirds are tough. Uh, PlantAnswers.com has a pretty detailed discussion on sandbird control. You know, pre-emergent is the easiest, uh, but they're you know once they're up, you can work at them. Even when there's uh, some burrs on it, it gets as you let them go longer into the season, they get harder and harder to control. Mm. And those sand, those uh, stickers are the the seed too. So uh, that's a double reason to to control them. And that's one of the ways that get uh, areas that 
that you're successful with in terms of eliminating them. That's how they get reinfested by the uh, the deer and the dogs and uh, squirrels and raccoons as they drag back the uh, stickers back into the area. So uh, another another thing that people have been concerned about is. Uh, is these growths on the on the trees on on some of the you trees? You mean those like leaves? Uh, no, no, oh. uh, uh, lichens. Oh, the lichen. Uh, and uh, some people uh, they they have growths. Uh, they write in that they've got growth on the bark of our live oaks, and some of our cray myrtles. Uh, should we treat it, and if so, with what? With what? And uh, they're talking about lichens. Uh, and uh, their lichen is, is consists of uh, algae and certain species of fungus that nourish what they nourish one another. And they're harmless to the tree. They're epiphytes, meaning that they use the tree's branches and trunks for support, but but not for nourishment. Just like palmos. Just what like palmos. Uh, hmm. But I get. I I wonder. If the if the the copper sprays would control lichens, yeah, I don't think so. Now the folks, uh, well, I was thinking the pathologists talk about though one of the, the lichen is uh, if you've got that on your trees, that's an indication that that the air pollution levels are are regular are, are reasonable because a lichen will not grow in a Area where there's high air pollution. They try to get rid of those lichens. They are, <laughs> they're not happy that they've got lichens. They want to get rid of them. Well, that's they ain't liking them, Milton. I would think but, everybody was waiting for that. Uh, that's that's <laughs> why that's that's why everybody's trying to get it's unnecessary to get rid of them. And you know why waste the the resources when they're they're not doing any harm and in fact they're. Uh, Part of the natural community, just like ball moss. They kind of give Were the tree. You it, yeah. They give the tree character, kind of. Uh, <laughs> gosh, for sure. Or the rock. That they yeah. Have. They yeah, usually they appear on weaker trees with thinning canopies. Okay, wow. kind of like the ball moss. And the lichen. Yeah. Who says that? Neil. <laughs> lichen will appear. Lichen will appear in any, any place. Yeah. Uh. Your best record is not to apply a fungicide to the trunks, but instead apply nitrogen to the soil and keep the plant watered thoroughly. This will encourage thicker canopies, which in turn will thicken up the top growth and cut off sunlight to the lichens. So you don't, I guess you don't see lichens growing in the shade. Uh, the, one, the ones I see now, I mean, you can see them, on, especially on cray myrtles. Or on the on the trunk of a of a yeah, weekly gen- growing tree. Gen- generally, uh, is that are they generally in the sunny side? They're the one side or the other, and the rocks too are on the yeah. sunny. Yeah. So I guess that's uh, I guess that they, they prefer sun. But there's a oh there's I'm going to say that there's at least hundreds of different uh, selections of uh, lichen. Uh, so they're all different kinds, and they're real. Some of them are geographically specific, and others you see everywhere. 
So basically, encourage the uh, growth of your of your tree, and uh, that'll cut off the sunlight, and yeah. that's not advantageous to lichens. They don't liken. They yeah. don't liken it, Milton. Yeah. All right, two one zero. He's got a million of them. You can give him a call and learn more. Two one zero. And there are a few of few of them that are good. Yeah. It's all timing. Two one zero eighty eight. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Outside of San Antonio, toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And my container blue bonnets are blooming. Yeah, and Jerry's favorite uh, larkspur are starting to bloom. Oh really? Yeah, yeah I got a I got a nice note from. Uh, Oh, well, uh, uh, on the, uh, let's see, what is it, uh, Facebook from uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Dan Leinberger. Uh, is he still alive? Uh, yeah, he's still alive and and uh, head of the horticulture department. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> but, uh, and he, he basically wrote me on his Facebook how, how much he appreciated some some larkspur seed I gave him years ago. It's still plaguing him. And and they're <laughs> yeah they're still coming up <laughs> all over the place. And uh, he he says he can't bring himself to uh, he can't bring himself to uh, uh, cut them down. Really? Because uh, he said as a as a young man on the farm they used to cut those for flowers. You know. Yeah. He, and uh, and the Fanics uh, used to do larkspur uh, back during during the early stages. They would have cut flowers oh. of larkspur, and they're they're great for uh, butterflies and hummingbirds too. Huh. Yeah. Hey, we got Mike on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Mike, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Well, I'm doing all right except for the harvester ants. Uh, I've got a, I've got a plague. I made and killed a uh, peach tree, and uh, I've been putting pyrethrins around the base of the tree. And I was wanting to look at something else, and I had thought about putting sulfur around the base of the tree if that would discourage the ants and if it wouldn't hurt the tree. Now, you t- uh, when you say harvester ants, are you talking about cut ants, the ones that cut the leaves off? Yeah, those are big they, old red ants. Are they living in the oh, tree? Oh, big old red ants, okay. Living in the tree or just going back and forth? No, they go back and forth. Okay. Yeah, I don't think the sulfur really will affect no, them. No, sulfur not going to bother The prethrins, uh, I, th- I think you can control them with the baits like Amdro. Have yeah. you tried that? What? Well, I wasn't sure if, if I'll use Damco for fire ants, but I, I haven't had a lot of success or haven't used it a lot for the cutting uh, ants. My recommendation is that oh. you, you uh, get our reliable acephate. Oh, and do And do the acephate the same way you're doing the perethrin, and you'll, yeah, if they walk through the acephate, uh, we've got a product here called Surrender. Uh, that they use. Yeah, I've got Surrender with that. That's the generic yeah. acephate. And then I've got the uh, Ortho Fire Ant yeah. powder, too. It's and also there, we I used to use them for uh, cut ants when I was out there at Villages of West Creek on the edge of the pasture land. And the, 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 if I applied the acephate across their paths, you know, about three feet, it would, uh, I'm not sure where they went. 
But uh, <laughs> the ones that walked through it were killed, I'm sure. But then they, they decided to go, either go to the neighbors or other places. Uh, well, it, it gets and on it was the, very effective. It gets on the hair on their legs, and they, they take it back. So everybody they walk across gets yeah. contaminated, too. Chad, <laughs> yeah, experiment with that. if you're. I mean, it doesn't, won't hurt your plant a bit, and it's uh, it's effective uh, controlling the ants. The ants are probably not a problem. In terms yeah, of the tree, either that's that's another thing. If or, or if you're exclusively an organic gardener, of course, asafoetida is not not an organic control. But I, I I think you can use some of those ant baits to get rid of harvester. Now, not to cut ants. They don't want to. Uh, however, on the, I yeah, think they, on the new labels the now Andrew, they've got the, cut ants. The Andrew label is for bait. Okay. I try, I try Ambro. Ambro's not an organic either, so. Yeah, but they have organic. Uh, they have uh, they have some baits with spinosad in them, I think. They, well, there, there is. I'm not sure what it's, how it's going to work for cut ants, so I'll go for He is harvester ants. ants. We're talking harvester ants. Uh, well, we clarified I'll go that. grab one so y'all can read it. Okay. But that, the, the thing about your asphalt, you can put, just like he did the perethrins, around the trunk of oh, the tree. Yeah. And it works works pretty slick. And and uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but I have uh, a Tanglefoot replacement. Oh, really? Yeah. So they finally they finally came out with one. It's Tanglefoot's thing of the past, but this is the same stuff, uh, different brand. Uh huh. Wait, what's the active ingredient? Do you know? I'll bring one for you, but okay. it, lo- it looks exactly the same. So uh, it's that sticky stuff, so they can't crawl up the tree. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, Whoa. lots of options, Mike. Does that help? Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. Well, tell us what happens. Yeah, yeah. Please, Mike, do. We can take a quick break if you want to go run and get those real quick. Yeah, we'll come back and Trace will tell us some more about those. Thanks, Mike. Okay, thank you. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break while Trace does that. And uh, when he comes back, we'll uh, tell you a little bit more about those products. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Okay, you've been waiting, waiting, waiting to buy your spring tomatoes. Well, now's the time to head on over to Milberger's because you're going to find them in the four-and-a-half-inch pot for just $1.99. And these are varieties that have been chosen because they do well in this area. For instance, you can get Celebrity, 444, Sweet Cherry, Valley Cat, and the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright. And more at Millburgers right now, again, in the four-and-a-half-inch pot for just $1.99. Every week, people ask us about the Whopper begonia. When is the Whopper going to be here? We have the Whopper in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, now just two forty-eight dollars or 10 for $20. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on geraniums or petunias. And Blue Plum Bago, this Texas superstar, is on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. And how about mountain laurels? You see them blooming around town. Aren't they gorgeous? You'll find them on sale in the five-gallon container for just eighteen eighty-eight at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, 
cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped-up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award five years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790 for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Make plans now to join Salem Radio Network hosts Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. Sail around and explore some of the world's most beautiful islands, and at night gather together with you, Larry, and Mike for a special time discussing a fresh course for this nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise sets sail for seven days, August 11th through the 18th. For all the details about this cruise, visit 930amtheanswer.com or call 855-655-1335. That's 855-655-1335. Book your trip today. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The overriding message from this year's Academy Awards, we've learned our lesson. Responding to the hashtag MeToo movement and reports of erotic exploitation and sexism, presenters and Oscar winners frequently alluded to the scandal and made sanctimonious pledges to crack down on wrongdoers. After complaints in recent years about scant Oscar attention to people of color, numerous black and Hispanic celebrities appeared on stage and Latinos won some of the most important Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Foreign Language Film. And after last year's epic snafu with Warren Beatty announcing the wrong Best Picture winner this year, he received the right envelope. Despite such improvements, a long predictable ceremony with no blockbusters in serious contention yielded the worst TV rating in Academy history. Have key lessons really been learned? Time will tell. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. So what did he bring us? He brought us the, uh, the new uh, tree-banding gum that you uh, put on. Uh, the replaced bark, Tanglefoot. Bark of the tree, yeah, Tanglefoot replacement. And uh, actually prone. catches physically catches the, the insects that walk across it. Uh, you you put a, some kind of a a paper collar first, and then you put the uh, tree banding gum over it. But then the other the other one that's pretty is is uh, more exciting to me is the come and get it a fire ant killer. That's got spinosad as an active ingredient. They they brag on the fact that it kills some ants quickly within 24 hours, but the main uh, the main uh, control of the mound, because it gets carried back as a food, is one of the one of those baits that Jerry was talking about. But this has got an organic active ingredient, and it says within 14 
uh, 14 days, you should get complete action. Sometimes as, as quick as three days. But that and, might be, it it might be worth trying. It's got spina, spinosa in it, yeah. which is Come and get it, it's called. Fire ant killer. Come and get it. Now, I didn't, I didn't, doesn't, I didn't see that it mentioned uh, harvester ants or cut ants or anything. Yeah, it didn't, didn't specify the kind of. I imagine it's general purpose ants. Uh, I mean, it gets them all. Hey, we got Melissa on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Melissa, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. I have a question about green beans. Okay. We, plant, we planted them yesterday, but I'm wondering if they need any type of support system. They're just the traditional green bean that you buy at the market. Uh, d- did you, is it a bush bean? Or did, did, yes. Did, well, it's a bush bean? No, they don't need any yes. support. The, okay. the, cli- the climbing beans uh, need trellises or whatever. But if you just got the regular bush bean... Yeah, that's, that always amazes me how much they produce, and it's kind of like the cherry tomatoes. Yeah. You gotta, and they, when they start, you got to keep <laughs> picking them and picking them, picking them. Good news is that most people <laughs> like green beans so much that they can use them up. Okay. So how, how, well, how, how much of a? How, uh, did you fertilize them and everything? We just have good organic soil. My husband turned it with a bunch of compost, and then we planted our green beans, and then we put, I guess, mulch on top of that. But we didn't yeah. add any fertilizer yet at this time. Any yeah, you might. topical or anything. Yeah, you might. Uh, you might do a little test. I'll bet if you uh, have a little area that you fertilize, you'll get a better yield than than just the the compost and you could fertilize and keep it organic couldn't you that's but it's it's generally slow so you don't you don't know you get the same results oh i see because the compost is slow too so what what you're trying to see is if a a quick application the beans will be producing pretty quickly too so they're uh, if they've got access to more nitrogen they'll they'll produce a lot more i I'm thinking that that's what you'll find out if you go ahead and fertilize them. See if you got any, uh, just some uh, slow-release lawn fertilizer or even winterizer fertilizer at home and run that little yeah, experiment. I that. Yeah, I'll bet that'll. Okay. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, Melissa, you take care. Thanks for calling. Hey, so can you, what other, can you plant beans now or is or bean Absolutely. season over? Absolutely. Beans and probably cucumbers, too. Really? Yeah, hmm. maybe. Kevin says in his beans, summer squash, cucumbers, and tomatoes can be planted in March. Place tomato transplants uh, in the garden near the end of the month. It's not going to freeze after the end of the month, Kevin? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'm... A, March 31st my, is my, the, uh, my tomatoes that are potted up are getting so big. I'm gonna, I'm thinking I'm gonna go ahead and plant. There them. you go. Wow. Don't, don't be a wimp, Calvin. Yeah. Get out there and plant them. Now, and then we'll see if uh, 
if they stare at you or if they uh, keep growing like they've been growing. They, that, that's the thing about potting up tomatoes. Yeah. But man, they just, if you if you do it right, they just They take off. Grow. When they, should I plant my Clemson sweet seeds? Not for a while. You mean the okra? Uh, watermelon. watermelon. Oh. watermelon. Hey, Jerry got me interested in that last End of the month, though. I would, really? Yeah. And by seed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I guess we got seed here. I, just, I don't know. Uh, the cucumbers... Well, that's what made me a little think more it. tolerant, but I—it's uh, not too late to plant them at the end of the month either. That's what you listed: yeah. green beans, summer squash, cucumbers, and tomatoes. Yeah. And uh, if you had trouble, like we had a listener yesterday that uh, talked about the—I uh, think it was summer—talking about uh, our friends, the uh, boars on the summer squash, the squash boar, squash vine boars. Try it. Try that. Tatuma squash, because uh, to me it tastes the same. You can use it for the same way for as summer squash, and it's uh, much uh, much less susceptible. Jerry says it's uh, all of the uh, the uh, stem is solid. So- solid stems are yeah. not not nearly as vulnerable to to the squash vine borers as summer squash. Yeah. In the old days, we used to try to put. Thir- uh, Thursday was in the Thursday, mm-hmm. or then even now we try to put seven on the every week on the growth point, and I'm not, I don't no, know. No, thiodan is what we used to. Thiodan, that's what it was. Not Thursday. Yeah, for thiodan, and then, uh, and I'm not sure it slows them down or not, but uh, it was something to do. Yeah, with. that 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 used to be. It used to be the main gardening, spring gardening question from people was how to control that burrow more. And everybody would give their remedies. We, you know, at one time we recommended seven, uh, seven dust. And uh, they've taken that off them. How they taken it? Didn't well, they talked about, they, we talked about it yeah. a while ago, but I, I don't know that they've taken it off yet. Yeah. Maybe the what the target but it, it didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, Thiodan was the only thing that gave us any kind of control at all. Just the main stems of, of, of the squash vine more as they grow. And uh, that, that's why they they, they uh, bore in right there at the base of the uh, plant. And it's got to be discipline. It's just, it's also a uh, time to, some of us, some of us, uh, some of the peach trees and plum trees are getting to the point where they need you need to start a uh, spray program. The good news is, though, on these earlier peaches, I've never had the as much of a problem with insects as I do. My June gold will be a problem, but uh, generally you start spraying. If you're going to do a spray program, you start spraying when about half the petals of the blooms are, or all of the petals of the blooms have fallen off. And then you try to spray in the in the evening so that you don't you affect the the bees less. Uh, but an insecticide and uh, something like malathion, and then a fungicide like uh, captan for your your peaches. And if you don't do that, uh, you're taking a chance on having worms. Yeah, worms and stink bugs. Yeah. Uh, Peaches are very, very tough to grow organically, has yeah. been my experience. 
James, oh, go ahead. James is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Just fine. A uh, little wind out there, but uh, hey, listen. It is I little. Just, yeah, quick question. I missed the, the comment about the enforcement last week. I picked up a packet of that crimson melon. And I hadn't grown watermelon in 20 plus years. Is the time, is it too early, or do I need to wait till it gets hotter, or what? So you bought seeds? Your your phone was breaking up. You bought seeds of the Clemson Suite? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm in uh, northwest Atascos County, and saying, is it too early, or when do I when do I sow those seeds? Um. You mean sow them directly into the ground, into the into the garden, right? Yeah, 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 directly into the ground. I th- I think you you've got I think you can do it now. Uh, the only uh, the, you, 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 the debate would be between now and end of the month. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so it'd probably be best to wait a couple of weeks so the soil warms up. I guess that, yeah, that was my yeah, main. Yeah, that that would be better. I don't, I don't think you're going to gain anything by planting it down. Just wait, wait till April, first part okay. of April. Okay, that was it. Hey, I appreciate it. I missed what you had said earlier. Okay. Thanks, James. See you later, thanks. James. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. I got a note from somebody uh, about uh, a new repel, a new re- repellent uh, that people can try. And uh, for what for the deer? Well, for everything. It says all it contains all natural uh, ingredients, but repulsive to vermin and other undesirables. Is that extension agents that are stealing? Cuttings and yeah, <laughs> it repels deer, rabbits, squirrels, chipmunks, dogs, cats, goodness, raccoons, porcupines, armadillos. Sounds too good to be true. <laughs> Birds, rats, mice, Birds too. Uh, beaver. <laughs> you got a beaver in your backyard, Melton? No, we're, uh... Groundhogs, skunks, voles, moles, and shrews. Who sent you that? A marketing person? <laughs> no. This is one of my volunteers. Oh, really? And, uh... They've tried it, huh? Yeah. Said this is the most comprehensive animal repellent on the market. It protects plants and property, including structures, for up to two months per application. Rain fast after six hours. Apply to the area around desirable vegetables to form a repelling barrier. Do not use on edible plants. What, what, what did they say? Anyway. Uh, in other words, you don't put it on the plants. You put it on no. the plants. And she she wrote me this this pro, this uh, note. It said, "I have sent this to everyone I know that grows plants. I brought a six pound bag yesterday. For years, I've had to go out and replant every day, every day, uh, most of all of my pot plants. Yesterday, after replanting everything, I sprinkled this stuff like salt over the soil." 
and nothing was dug up last night or eaten. Pretty amazing. It's one night's test. Well, well, it it kept them from digging it up in one night, especially especially if you've been replanting every night. Uh, the name of the product, and we have it here at Millburgers. She get she got his at hers at Costco, and it's called Repel All, R E P E L, A L L, Repel All. And uh, like I said, we have it here at uh, at, at Millburgers. So for those of you with deer and well beaver. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, those of you a beaver and Don't rats and us. mice and stuff like that. I, I I'm I'm suspicious that it will repel raccoons, but and beer and they birds. would put that on the label, wouldn't they? If if it didn't work, <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, so it's called repel all. So I want I want you you somebody to test it. Credit problems to uh, give that a try. I see Claudette behind you there. Claudette, you want to come over? We'll do our segment called Talking About Lawns, and uh, Claudette visits with us. She's kind of the grass and lawn expert here at Mill Burgers. What's going on, Claudette? Oh, a uh, beautiful day today, right? Yeah, it is. Compared to yesterday, it's a little bit cooler. A little it's bit nice. breezier than the stuff. All right, so what kind of questions okay. are you getting on lawns? What should we talk about? Um, you know what? I think maybe first thing I'd like to talk about is it would a good piece of advice would be for people to measure their lawns and see how many square feet they have that needs to be treated. Um, people come in every day asking questions, you know, needing to treat for weeds or fertilizer, whatever the case may be. And, you know, most people don't even know how much area they've got. It's a real good idea to know that so that we can apply these products correctly to get the proper benefit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So is it people apply them too thick or too thin or... Uh, probably. Well, people tend to think more is better, which is, you know, usually never the case. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you talking about grass seed or are you talking oh, about no, grass? Uh, about herbicides or herbicides. Oh, or, herbicide. yeah. okay. fertilizers. Fertilizers, anything like that that they would want to top apply. Top dressing. Even, even top dressing, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're going to recommend that at a quarter of an inch to top dress your lawn. Um, so it's a good idea to know how many inches you need to cover. <laughs> What kind of questions are you getting now? Are folks uh, still talking about weeds? And- weeds. It's mostly weeds, especially Bermuda people and Zoetia people. Of course, those weeds are opportunists, so they're trying to pop their heads up first and foremost. And um, it's a more unsightly problem for those people. Are you getting the? Uh, uh, we're getting a few calls on folks that I think are mistaking uh, rescue grass and annual bluegrass growing in lawn for for their their permanent lawn grasses. Especially, I, especially, yeah, we have some where Bermuda grass, uh, although although he did, the, the description was that it was patchy regrowth, so maybe that could have been. It, yeah, it could be because I have seen a lot of that this year. There's a you know there's a lot of damage from this past winter and summer. You know now's when you see it when the grass just doesn't all wake up the same, and you know so there are some you know just dead patches, be it from insects or uh, even cold damage possibly. What about new lawns? Is sod available? Oh yeah, sod's available, and um, it's coming in looking pretty, pretty good. It's almost, you know, about 100% green. Uh, of course, you know, with the temperatures going up and down like they have been, that uh, can keep the color off a little bit. But it's, it's been looking really good. Uh, on Fridays, can you still get? Fridays, we've been doing floor tam. Um, 
you know, call ahead and make sure, you know, in case it's not available or something. Uh, but we try to do that on Friday so you can come by and pick it up by the piece. The Raleigh St. Augustine I try to have here every day, uh, except for Sundays maybe, um, to buy by the piece just to do some patchwork in the yard. Yeah, because uh, Floricam is uh, the St. Augustine grass that uh, performed so well in those tests we did in 2006. Outperformed yes. the zoysias even in terms of the staying green for lack of water and greening up after water was available again. So, you know, most most of San Augustines didn't uh, perform that well, but Floritam was, and plus it's got some real uh, disease-resistant. And when people are replacing grass in the full sun, that's absolutely probably the first choice would be the Floritam, especially in the sunnier areas because of the drought tolerance. How, how about the zoysia grass? People are still... A lot of people looking for zoysia. There's still a lot of interest in zoysia. Zoysias, zoysias are a great grass. Um, you know, they're a little bit slower to wake up. I'm not seeing a lot of green in them just yet. Uh, they take a little bit longer. But boy, when that grass gets established, when it's got a decent soil base beneath it, you know, a few six, eight inches, so it can perform the way it can, it can put down a really nice grass. They, how do you prepare people for the the mowing zoysia grass? What do you uh, tell? The, uh, most of those wages you can, you know, maybe mow as initially while you're getting it established, but I've got customers that will go hardly mow at all. It does grow much, much slower than the other varieties mm. do, and some people like to keep it just as tall as it'll go. Um, and, oh, it, and it can be very pretty that way. I had uh, Meyer in the old days. I had Meyer and Emerald, and as long as I had uh, kept my mower sharp and mowed every week, it yeah. worked fine if I waited got tough you know and it was yeah it would it'll, it'll stop a mower if you let it yeah. get too thick that's for sure and the thatch you know it does take a while for those blades of grass to break down on the ground so yeah frequent mowing on that what a pretty pretty thick sod though it, it is a beautiful and you know cuts down on weeds and all that good stuff too you got a little bit of shade tolerance with the zoysias but it does really demand a you know a good soil base so were you were you doing patchwork like you mentioned so you would recommend so getting just one or two of the little um, sods. Little squares, uh-huh. Yeah, little squares. And then how do you just lay them down and water them and water them? Or what do you do to kind of well, when you're going? doing when you're doing patchwork in the yard, you might have to scrape out a little bit in that area because we want to keep everything at grade or to feather the grass out. But we do want to get it planted planted down in there. And um, and I always recommend trying to do solid sections when you're just piecing into a yard instead of just, you know, piecemealing it checkerboard style or something like that. It's better to keep them together. Than to spread them out. Okay, and how how, how often do you have to water them to keep them established? So initially, we need to water every day. We need to keep that soil moist, but you know, of course, not staying soggy. So pretty much every day. This time of year, you might be able to skip a day, but it just depends on how sunny and windy. What about the uh, you know, Jerry? Jerry and I always talk about the necessity to roll the the sod when they get those little patches. Do they? Still, should they still do the roller over it? or That probably would be a good idea, especially if you're patching in with a finer bladed grass. You know, Bermuda, having that level surface is pretty crucial when it comes to rolling. Um, it's just going to mow better and look better for you if it's nice and nice and flat area. Um, but, yeah, even when you're, you've got to walk them in, really press them in, we need adhesion between those two soils, the, that on the grass and on your ground, so that um, they'll establish right. So if people buy a sod from Millburgers, you have the rollers? through. through. No, we don't have the rollers. So you'd have to rent a roller, and um, but it is recommended, especially on the fine blade grasses. Yeah, and the roller, roller, they get 
they get a big box store probably, and then the, then they just put water in there for the weight, and then empty the water out. Yeah, just enough weight to be able to comfortably push it. You don't need to make it, you know, 200 pounds or anything, but just <laughs> enough to kind of smooth out the ground there. Cool. Well, anything else? Nope. That's nope, cool. Well, thank you. Thanks, Claudette. Okay. You How's our visit with you next week? Can we uh, off off topic? How's sure. the certified butterfly garden coming? I've Start. got flowers coming on in there. Things Start. are starting to really come out and bloom up and look good. So yeah, it's looking nice yeah. over there. Got some. I, I noticed that uh, we got some uh, butterfly weed or so, uh, tuber, uh, some. Uh, Tropical milkweeds. Tropical milkweeds, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I was fixing to try to plug a couple things in there that might have some color head start on them. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Claudette. Sure, you bet. You take care. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, and James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, great. How are you all doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I wanted to speak to the... Uh starting melon seed question earlier um, over here uh, we usually get the uh, cantaloupe started uh, in peat pots or soil blocks on the 15th and that'll give you two days head start on the new moon which is the 17th and you can hold them for three uh, or four weeks depending on the size of your peat pot and by that time, you ought to have your beds ready for transplant. I you talking about the 15th of March or 15th of April? The 15th of April is when you seed your trays, excuse me, okay. your block. Okay. Uh, two days before the new moon, and they come up like weed. Uh, hold them no longer than three, well, hold them no longer than four weeks in the peat pots. That's about as far as you want to go with them. And then plant them out in your prepared beds with your tea tape. And then as soon as they get transplanted out, I use soil blocks. Uh, they get covered with a, uh, it's called Agribond. It's a, uh, it's a fabric that we cover the rows with, and that keeps the cucumber beetles from beating them up real bad. And the wind. Oh, and the melon? Especially the wind this time of the year. Uh, just shred some uh, paper thin leaves into, into, compost man it's bad yeah and yeah. they'll uh, they'll grow in underneath the the agribond until they start putting on uh, little yellow flowers and then they ought to be uh, strong enough to where you can take that off and get going with it yeah for pollination you gotta have yeah yeah pollination. Uh, what you're doing when you're covering them up you're giving them a chance to uh to bulk up and, and get ready for when you uncover them and the cucumber beetles attack them. Absolutely. So if right, you'll well, uh, feed your feed your uh, your peat pots on the fifteenth, you ought to have good luck uh, on your germination. Just don't hold them longer than four months. I mean, excuse me, four weeks. And yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, when the home of. Uh, Crimson Suite is uh, Kansas State University, where I went to school. I studied under Charles, Charles uh, T. Hall, the uh, the watermelon breeder that bred Crimson Suite, and uh, they they used to grow transplants. And they always tried to get a Fourth of July melon in Kansas. And so uh, uh, they always grew transplants, and he always said 
that uh, that you never you never want them to uh, you want to get you want to get them transplanted uh, at or before the first true leaf. So you don't you don't want them to start running and have have numerous true leaves. Uh, yeah, before you transplant them. Was James talking about cantaloupe or watermelon? He was talking about both. And watermelon, it's all the same stuff. So that would be later than than, uh, even we were talking about some gardeners planting at the end of the month on cantaloupe and watermelon. But with seed. Yeah. Yeah. And James, why are you worried about the new moon? Well, you probably don't care about this, but the biodynamic people, the double diggers, have it all figured out. And short germination seed like cantaloupe will do better in the new moon, especially if you plant the seeds a couple of days before the new moon and let them uh, absorb a little bit of water. But that's that's way out there in the, the biodynamic world. What are double diggers? <laughs> They're weird folks. No. <laughs> weird folks. I'm not saying that. I just don't know what that means. John Javon and that whole outfit out there in California uh, oh, okay. are the double diggers. And they've come up with uh, systems of horticulture that are work pretty well. All right. It's very interesting. Cool. So, okay. start your short germination seeds in the new moon, and uh, you'll uh, you'll be happy. Okay. Thanks, sir. Thanks, good. James. Thank you. Thanks, James. All right, we're okay, going to take bye. a quick break. But while we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Okay, you've been waiting, waiting, waiting to buy your spring tomatoes. Well, now's the time to head on over to Millburgers because you're going to find them in the four and a half inch pot for just a dollar ninety nine. And these are varieties that have been chosen because they do well in this area. For instance, you can get Celebrity 444, Sweet Cherry, Valley Cat, and the 2018 Rodeo Tomato Sunbright and more at Millburgers right now. Again, in the four and a half inch pot for just a dollar ninety nine. Every week, people ask us about the Whopper Begonia. When is the Whopper going to be here? We have the Whopper in the four and a half inch pot. Now, just two forty-eight or ten for twenty dollars. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on geraniums or petunias and blue plumbago. This Texas superstar is on sale in the one gallon container for just four eighty-eight. And how about mountain laurels? You see them blooming around town, aren't they gorgeous? You'll find them on sale in the five gallon container for just eighteen eighty-eight at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four. Sound asleep, the Coopers awoke to a strange sound. Honey, what's that noise? Is that a bat? Maybe it's a bird? Go look. You go look. Ah, it's our paint. It's peeling off of our house. If only they had hardy plank siding. Hi, I'm Frank Harder with Brightwing Custom Exteriors. If you're ready to add value and protect your home, plus save money, call Brightwing Custom Exteriors at James Hardy Preferred Remodeler. With our free no-obligation consultation, we'll come to you with new ideas and make your home new again. 
And as a one-stop shop when upgrading to Hardy Plank Siding, update your windows and doors. We'll even install new seamless gutters to protect your home. Find Brightwing Custom Exteriors at brightwingcustom.com. There you'll see satisfied stories from happy South Texans and view hundreds of photos of our work. 210-621-3745 or make an appointment online at brightwingcustom.com. When it's time to choose sides, choose Brightwing. We at 9.30 a.m. The Answer thank you for listening and frankly ask you to give your business to our sponsors. Businesses we know you can trust when it comes to services for your home and family like Texas Plumbing Diagnostics, Pax Financial, and Bright Wing Exteriors who will give a free no-obligation consultation on improving and protecting your home with windows and hardy plank siding. 210-621-3745 for Bright Wing Exteriors. On the home team as seen at 9.30amtheanswer.com. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Uh, as you're uh, just enjoying your home, occasionally you'll see uh, things that make the experience a little less enjoyable. Maybe you'll hear a scratching in the walls, or you'll hear, you'll see roaches running along the countertop, or in the... In the so, they're so cute. Uh, don't go back there. <laughs> don't go to they're Jerry's cute. house. Yes, where, where all the roaches are cute, and the, <laughs> and the rodents scurry playfully in the wall. Well, if you don't want those... Well, you could use that uh, material that... Uh, yeah. Jerry brought it. Okay. Or you can call Spider-Man Pest Control. <laughs> At Spider-Man, they specialize in getting rid of them roaches and keeping them going, or spiders, or scorpions, or whatever's bugging you, you can count on Spider-Man to help you get rid of it. And that includes uh, organic methods, or it includes synthetic methods. They'll work with you on what solution you want. So if you say, well... We want something organic. He may tell you, you know, we'll do it. We've got something. We've tried it. It's not as effective as the synthetic. And then y'all, y'all make a decision together. That's what's great about Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control. So you can give them a call, 210-656-3721, 656-3721, or find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. So if your roaches aren't becoming... <laughs> You ought to be coming. So a roach is really nasty. Why do you want to get rid of no roaches? Oh, they carry disease. They're ugly. They, they, what disease do they carry? I'll find out. We're going to call Warren they and find out. They do not carry disease. I'm not sure. All, they, all they're doing is cleaning up the debris that you left on the counter. They're ugly. Uh, yeah, it's not ugly. They're, uh, they're, they're, gro- they're pests. Yeah. They get in your they're food. They, gross. You suddenly pour that little... They get in the food that you leave out on the couch. No, they can get into other stuff, too. And they're crawling along your silverware and your... Yeah. I don't want them. You, you, <laughs> we're going to ask Warren. We'll ask Warren. I'll call him for next week. Uh, yeah, I, I think Warren is prejudiced against roaches. You speak for the roaches, do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's appropriate for Jerry to speak with the roaches. <laughs> All right. 
We will call Warren and have y'all can debate the merits of roaches. There you go. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, if you've made up your mind and don't want them, uh, Spider-Man Pest Control can help he you. He can help you. Your web of protection since 1976. 210-308-8867. What's that? I've got a deal, a question, kind of, uh, at plantanswers.com website, because we, we answer questions from people. And we all, always get these uh, questions that it take a book to answer. And uh, we got one the other day, it must be from a, a youngster, and he said, what vegetables do best in raised gardens? No. You know, and you know, you know, uh, I got a question like that. Just uh, no, I I got the what what lawn grass works best in my new yard. Not, not no other information, no sun or anything. So what do you what do you think I referred them to? I said there's a lot of lot of uh, write ups and resources. On, that you can go to at plantanswers.com. Yeah, yeah. That'll provide that information. But that, uh, That's always a good uh, out. Yeah, because you, you could spend, you know, we spent whole shows talking about those, oh, yeah. answering those two questions that we... But I was, I was so proud of Forrest Apple. What did Forrest say? Because he... He's he, mellow. He must it? have his medications just yeah. right. I mean, just right. Because he said, uh, Matthew... Basically, any vegetable that will grow in the ground can be grown in a raised garden. And usually better as you can can uh, more carefully regulate the moisture and supplemental nutrients in the raised garden. I recommend tomatoes, peppers, salad greens, cucumbers, beans, herbs, eggplant, onions, and any other that you may want to try. It's not rutabaga on there? Uh, I don't think he he mentioned rutabaga. Turnips? Kind of. Oh. Uh, and then he then he said, you can find much information on plantanswers.com. On the, on the front page, you'll find the information index, choose gardening and vegetables. That is a good answer. Yeah, isn't that good? Yeah. And uh, also, the, uh, the he asked about, do poblano peppers do well in our area? And um, as far as answers him back, poblano will do well in your garden. You plant it when you plant the regular peppers, uh, which is which is now, and that that's just a selection of, of peppers, poblano. So anyway, we get some pretty. Uh, and here here's a here's a here's a question. Uh, Dennis wrote, wrote about. Uh, you say I heard you were growing bluebottles, oh. so he sent you some information on how to collect uh, uh, cool. bluebonnet seed. Yeah, because I was saying that I didn't get to, to do the seeds right off the one. That yeah. was nice of him. Yeah. So I brought that. Is to that you. on the? Um, is that on Plant Answers? No, I think we used a paper sack. You know, the first part of it, he talked about uh, waiting until the seed turn. Either yellow, the major the majority of the seed turn yellow or brown, and right before they pop, uh, which will, when most of them will turn brown, 
And then, then you now the king bloom, the one at the top, that the, the the blooms that we're seeing now, is called king bloom because it, it's it's the first one that blooms, and it's the one we use to roll the plants with. But after after the king bloom is uh, set set some seed, then it'll have side shoots. It'll have side shoots that come on there that uh, that. Uh, well, and, uh, and that's for the majority uh, of the seed. That's the majority of the seed, but realizing that the king bloom blooms first and sets seed first, that seed will ripen first. Oh wow! So uh, basically, the the majority of seed that you get from from harvesting blue bonnets are from the side shoots, which are later on. But uh, what what a lot of people will do is uh, they watch that king bloom, and when the majority of the seed pods on the king bloom, the one in, that blooms first, turns turns begin to turn yellow and uh, harden, and uh, then turn brown, they'll they'll multiple harvest it if they if they're after a lot of seed, they'll go in there and multiple harvest that king bloom. Before the rest of it is is matured. What's that mean? You just cut it. Just, just cut it. Just cut it off. You uh, just a separate harvest of yeah, separate separate harvest. Oh, okay. Hey, we got to wrap up. So, Dennis, thank you for that. Uh, thanks to Felix back at the station, doing a good job getting all your calls on the air, and of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Have Milton. I been thanked for getting here on time? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.